Welcome back to the Potluck Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode. We've got a great episode for you today. Commerce winners at Social Circle as the road dogs. <laughs> week 8 in review. Week 9 preview. And Commerce on the road again at Athens Christian. Let's start the show. listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. The night sky above, the crickets and the frogs down below, Uncle Saul to my right. How long How long you think we got for before it's more silent out here? Well, next week we talked about it. It's supposed to be a freeze, so could be. I think maybe next week it'll be significantly more subdued out here. Yeah. Some ways I'm looking forward to it. You know, some ways not so much. The hastening winter. Uh, it will be nice. You know, it, I always sleep better during the winter. Man, you can sleep in the winter. Just cozy. <laughs> Just super cozy. No doubt. Well, how we doing, Uncle Saul? Pretty good, Dino. I'm uh, ready to get fired up talking about high school football in the state of Georgia, northeast Georgia in particular. Um, it's been it, it's been a good week for me. Um, actually, got up and saw some more fall color this weekend. Yeah, up where? The, up to where you were at, up around the Blue Ridge Parkway. Did you? Yeah. So that was really pretty. Um, had a good week at work. How about you? Yeah, good, good. What uh, what'd you think about Friday night, son? Uh, Friday night was a blast. I mean, I got it was a true road game in the sense that I got to go down there early. Uh, Saw some of the images of the walk, the walkabout. Yeah, I, I social got social circle. I got down there at like five. This is some social circle. It was not very social. No? No, not many people. I mean, I'll, I'll give them this. Social circle does have like a nice downtown. Uh, there was one restaurant there where people could go out and eat and stuff. And uh, Shelby and I ate supper at a place called The Tin Plate, which was a cool little pub. Uh, but... Not very social though. They they weren't is very there a, social. Is there a social freeze? Like a you ever heard of the Seattle freeze? Uh-uh. You never you never heard that term before? Uh-uh. Uh it's like a <sighs> Seattle freeze is like people in Seattle are generally like off putting. Yeah. They're yeah. generally like suspect of you, like don't want to talk much. That did happen to us at the restaurant. There's a social circle when freeze. Pulled, when we pulled up. Uh but yeah, I I got out and walked around and saw the sights and then and then came into the game. Commerce, I mean, honestly, at one point there were more commerce people there than Social Circle. Uh, Social Circle filled in a bit, but uh, it was it was really exciting night to be in the stands. I know uh, you tuned in on Friday night. I tuned in roughly from this almost exact spot, about five feet over to the right. In in my garage, I tuned in and watched uh, the WJJC live feed, mm. 
Shout out to Russ Brown. Did a great job on the color. Uh, I, I very nice that. job. Yeah. Um, it was it was a good you know good broadcast. It was some it was some technical difficulties here and there, which is to, you know you're in social circle. Not sure what the uh, technology is <laughs> is go, what's going on down there with that. Yeah. But overall, it was very good. It was a, a great game. Um, let's jump right into it. Where, All right. where, where we left off. That's a throwback. We hadn't done much. We hadn't done a whole lot of where, where we, left we left off, off this year. Well, here we are. Where did we leave off? We left off last Friday night as the 4-2 and two Commerce Tigers traveled to Social Circle looking to upset the eight-point favorites and ruin Social Circle's homecoming celebration. Ranked. Ranked Social Circle, too. Yeah. I mean, what were they ranked? Number 10? Yeah, 9 or 10. I can't remember. Yeah. The Tigers did do just that, but it certainly wasn't easy. Commerce got the ball to kick uh, kick off the game, and after a quick Commerce three and out, Social Circle drove 53 yards and scored on a fourth and three attempt. Quarterback Logan Cross completed a 33-yard crossing route. Touchdown, Social Circle. PAT kick failed. A sign of things to come. Social Circle, six. Commerce, zero. Commerce responded well to the social score and pieced together a nice 75-yard scoring drive. Se- several uh, Tyshawn Wiggins and Jakari Huff runs set up sophomore slot back Jakari Huff as he scored a 24-yard rushing touchdown on a fourth and two attempt. Talbert's PAT was good. Commerce led social circle 7-6 to six at the end of the first quarter. Dino, we talked a little bit before the game, uh, not before the game, before the show, about Commerce' alignment. And you mentioned that it seemed like a lot more people got the ball in their hands on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about that a little bit? No, I mean, I, it's just uh, when the talent's there, you want to, you know, you want to see everybody get the ball uh, a good amount, you know, good distribution. I think it can kind of open up your playbook a little bit can get uh, can get the defense having to guess a little bit more, not yeah. being you know consistent with one one type of uh, one type of attack, and uh, we certainly came out in some different formations on Friday night. Yeah, we've based mostly out of the I formation this year, um, with Jaden Daniels at the tailback and Tyshawn Wiggins at the fullback, and then Malachi Shockey at an H back. Um, this past Friday night, we lined up in the flex bone to open things up, which is what Cummers ran for years um, after Paul Johnson popularized it at Georgia Tech. thought you were about to call him Papa Paul for a minute. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a new one. No. I don't, I, don't, I don't look at Paul Johnson with, like, an extreme affection because he was no. at Georgia Tech. Well, listen, he was, before that, he was at Georgia Southern. Yeah. So that's where, it was, that's where he, 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 he honed his craft. I do appreciate Paul Johnson because of his genius with the option. Yes. Um, but we were in that flex bone, and we were doing a lot of, like, pre-snap motions. So it did it did open us up on offense a little bit, and that was seen on that 75-yard scoring drive. On to the second quarter. Thanks to some stellar defensive pressure by senior Tigers Cole Hill, Jack Fagan, and Caleb Lovin, Commerce got one offensive chance – or one more offensive chance after sophomore safety Mac Mullis intercepted Logan Cross pass. Um, all night, Commerce was bringing the heat. 
I mean, we'd send Cole Hill. We'd send uh, Caleb Loving off the end. We'd send um, the whole defensive line on stunts. We really got a lot of good pressure on Logan Cross um, Friday night. Unfortunately, after we got the ball back, though, there were two untimely holding calls, and the Tigers couldn't capitalize. However, Social did find the end zone once more with 52 seconds left in the first half as Cross connected with Mason Moore for a 13-yard touchdown pass. Two-point play was good. Social led 14-7 at the half. Um, so at the half, you know, you certainly didn't want to see Social score right there before the, the end of the half. But I felt like 14-7 wasn't a terrible spot to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it was homecoming Friday night at mm-hmm. Social Circle, so I didn't want to stick around and watch that. <laughs> so I walked and got some concessions, and I came back up, and I ran into Doc, and he was sitting there with Coach Lamb. I guess Doc drove Coach Lamb to the game. Yeah. Um, but I, sat, I was sitting there talking to Doc, and I looked over at Coach Lamb, and I said, well, Coach, you know, what do you think about the rest of the game? And uh, just – as quick as could be, he's like, we'll get him in the second half. And sure enough, that's what happened. Uh, it did, didn't happen immediately, though. Did Doc have any uh, comments on our Thomas Aquinas? So he did. I um, I, I knew. Th- I figured he would have. He, he said, first off, he told me that there was a quote that I liked that was attributed to Thomas Aquinas. And then he, he backed up on that and said, actually, that was somebody else. But he said that Thomas Aquinas was the first um, theologian Mm -hmm. that uh, thought that you could get more in touch with God through nature. Hmm. That was like Thomas Aquinas' big revolution. Uh, So I thought that was interesting. Uh, Right. Especially such a naturally beautiful time of the year. Human nature. Natural law. Yeah. yeah, good yeah. stuff. Did uh, did Aquinas the school get back to you? They did not. Oh, we that's reached, unfortunate. We did reach out to them via email. <laughs> they did not respond. Not even an out of office message. <laughs> Nothing. Tough scene. Radio silence. Tough scene. Um, there were there were no scores in the third quarter. Uh, defense has played really good, uh, but with ten minutes and nine seconds left in the fourth. Social extended their lead 21-7 to after a grinding 78-yard drive uh, that ended in a touchdown and a successful PAT. And that's when I really started getting nervous, Dino. Uh, mm. how, how did you feel? Um, yeah, it seemed, it seemed, it seemed a, little, a little sketchy. I thought like that might be the nail in the coffin. Yeah, I, I, was, I mean, fourth quarter, you know. Especially in the way that we have operated with little time on the clock this year. I was looking at the clock and I was like, 10 minutes might not be enough. You know, I was like, we got the ball. Uh, Third quarter didn't go great. Yeah. So I I thought it was it. But I learned a lesson. You don't count out these Tigers late this season. Can't do it. On the first offensive play of the subsequent drive, sophomore it. tailback Jaden Daniels executed a beautifully thrown Can't do it. tailback pass. Any hit, senior wide out, 
Jackson Morris in stride. Beautiful, like a 40-yard pass. Beautiful. Uh, Morris caught the ball, ran untouched in the end zone, touchdown Tigers. Pollard's PAT was good, and just like that, Commerce was back in the game, trailing by seven, 14 to 21 social circle. What do you think about that play call, Dino? Heck of a play call. Did not see that one coming. No. We ran toss sweep out of the eye into the boundary, and nobody nobody was there. I mean, it was just – it was great. One of the best play calls of the year from Coach Hollers. But it was not over there. Exactly one minute later, with 8.52 left in the fourth, the Tiger defense made perhaps their biggest play of the night. Sophomore nose tackle Pat Mintz physically hemmed in a social ball carrier and stripped the ball into the air. Ball's just flying up into the air, and it just happened to land in Jakari Huff's arms. The guy that you would hope for, fastest guy on the field. Before I could figure out what happened, Jakari had the ball. He ran 29 yards and scored the final Tiger touchdown. Talbert's PAT was good, and just like that, in two minutes, Comrade had tied the ball game up, 21 all. Big night for Jakari Huff. Uh, down the stretch, the game remained knotted at 21. Both teams had their chances. Social missed two field goals, and Commerce turned the ball over on downs. Regulation ended tied at 21, and I was still sweating. <laughs> um, have you ever seen a high school overtime game, like, lately? No, but I, I didn't know – I did not know that these were the rules. I didn't either. And, and when, like, we were talking about it in the stands, and I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. So the coaches went out midfield and kind of, like, talked about it. And uh, all of a sudden, I saw Social Circle lining up on the 15-yard line. It was first and 10. I was like, I guess we're going to do, like, sudden death. You know, so that that's what we did. We came out, and Social Circle had the ball first and 10 at the 15. And one play, one pass, one interception. Jakari Huff, Huff picked off Logan Cross on the very first play, and the crowd went wild. It was just a great scene. Um, we got the ball right there on the 15, and we ran three plays and called on Ivy Talbert. She lined it up and kicked it straight through, 26 yards for the win. And for the second time in three weeks, Talbert sealed the game's fate late, and Commerce won a nail-biter in what has become a pretty competitive series with Social Circle. Mm-hmm. Final, Commerce 24 Social circle, 21. Competitive. Uh, a little chippy, I would say. Yeah. A little mouthy. Especially, Especially on, from social circle side. On the internet, too. Like, Oh, yeah, big on the internet. It's strange now how so much talk is done on the internet and not on the field. Well, it was, you know, yeah, the vent. Hell, it's always kind of been on the internet. Yeah. I guess it, the memes are what is new. Yeah. Um, Some of the memes are new. Any final thoughts there, Dino, on that thrilling Tiger win? Cardiac Commerce back again. Four straight wins. Started the season one and two. Now we're five and two. Yeah. Some things had, you know, we were talking about earlier, some things had to go Commerce's way down the stretch there for them to, you know, pull that one out, but they did. So. 
Big night for the defense. Turnover's part of the game. Defense played great. Yeah. Um, so, the, yeah, the last three games essentially have all come down to just the absolute wire. Yeah. And against FPD, it, it was the offense that showed up late. You know, we scored three touchdowns, I mean, really within like the last four or five minutes of the game. It's I think so. Um, a team that can win uh, close games. Yeah, every single one of them has been close. Um, getting on into some statistics here. Hopefully not, not this one. But I don't know. We'll get one anyways. That's later. We'll save that for later in the season. Um, show. <laughs> later in the show. <laughs> Talking about this next week. Correct. Right. There we go. Back on track. <laughs> Let's go. Um. Stats for Commerce's offense, our team had a total of 267 yards total offense. If I'm not mistaken, that's our lowest total on the season, 197 yards rushing and 70 yards passing. It ran 44 plays, 11 of those were first downs. Individually, Tyshawn Wiggins led the Tigers in rushing yards, 19 carries for 88. Jaden Daniels followed 17 carries for 63 yards. Did have one pass for 70 yards and a touchdown. That was Commerce's only attempted pass. Uh, Jakari Huff added five carries for 47 yards and a score. Jackson Morris was the recipient of that touchdown pass. Defensively, we allowed 338 yards. Um, the team was led by Mike Mullis from his safety spot five tackles and an interception. Jackson Morris came up big on both sides of the field with four tackles on defense. Fagan with three tackles and a sack. Cole Hill and Lovin both with two and a half tackles and one sack apiece. So really active guys there on the defense for us. A guy that didn't make the stat books with the tackles but definitely had an impact Friday night was Pat Mintz. Um, One play in particular, I saw Pat come off the ball and drive the center's head back like a yard. It was like he bench pressed the center's upper body and the next play or so, I think they snapped the ball over the, the quarterback's head. So uh, you don't realize how much that impacts a game, but it does. Um, special teams, Ivy Talbert continues to have a great season. Three for ter- three PATs and one 26-yard field goal. Did have six penalties for 40 yards. Um, that kind of hampered the offense's productivity a little bit. Um, but those are our stats from Friday night. I thought the defense had a good game plan and played really well. Um, I think they mixed it up a little bit with some some uh, some good you know good blitzes yeah. in places where it don't usually come from. Yeah. Um, liked it, liked that a lot. Corner, corner blitz off the edge blitzes, are, you know, kind of up the middle, kind of mixed up a little package of blitzes. I like that. It makes me nervous. It makes me so nervous. Well, for sure. Uh, but we've been coming out in a lot of different formations too. It makes like, you nervous because we've been scarred by Todd Grantham. Yeah. Well, PTSD. There. <laughs> um. Yeah, any any final thoughts before we, we close the book on this one and move to uh move to some other other games from from this past week. I'm really glad we beat Social Circle. I did not want to hear it from them again. Uh, 
But no, let's move on into. Yeah, great. I mean, great win. It's 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 good to good to go be an underdog by more than a touchdown on the road and get a win. Uh, quite a run right now for Commerce, and we'll see if they can keep it up this Friday night. Yeah, you and I have talked about it before. I wish we recorded this segment. Friday night, right after the game. You forget a lot of things. You do forget so much. Kind of like, you're kind of just ready for the next week by the time you get here. Right. You're just like, man, let's just, let's just talk about this week. I, we get good results, though. It was such a great feeling Friday night, and I don't want that to be lost on the listening audience. Um, we've just It's just been a whole week since then. Great win. Agreed. Great win. Let's get to the rest of week eight, Uncle Solomon. Week eight, we'll start in uh, 6A with Shiloh 43, Jackson County 7. Not what Jackson County was looking for there, Uncle Solomon. No, they got to win their next game against Lanier to remain in playoff contention. Um, I really was thinking Jackson County might win this game. Yeah. Uh, especially after that result from Habersham. Not a good result. Uh, season has not gone like we thought it would for Jackson County. No. Down in 5A, Loganville 28, Clark Central 22. Clark Central's upset bid falls just short after leading Loganville 13 to nothing early. Yeah, Clark Central got up for this game. It was at home for them, so they really wanted to win it but uh, they're probably out of the playoffs too, maybe. The Double G Dogs of Winder Barra, 20. Flowery Branch, 17. Flowery Branch was a two-point favorite. Uh, Double G Dogs find some extra effort, get that three-point win, and uh, end a three-game losing streak by upsetting the two-point favorite Falcons. Yeah, I was really pleased with this result because I, I like Winder. I, I want them to make the playoffs Double this year. Double G Dogs, baby. Down in 4A, Song's Boys, Mad Cow, 33, North Hall, 24. Song? This was a big one. This was a big one for Madison County. Um, four different Red Raiders found the end zone Friday night, and they rushed for 394 yards while leading 21-3 to at the half. Big win for Madison County. Number two, North Oconee, 55, Cedar Shoals, 12. Khalil Barnes continues his big season with eight receptions for 142 yards and two touchdowns. I saw today he got offered by Notre Dame. Oh. Yeah. That's fighting big. Irish. That's a, that's a big offer. Uh, and AAA, moving down to AAA, one of our favorite classifications to cover. Link, uh, Lumpkin County, 31. Gilmer, 28. Lumpkin knocks Gilmer out of the number one spot in seven AAA. Song, pretty big game. Yeah, this was our Mountain Close game, knockdown drag out. Yeah, Gilmer led a lot of the game, if I yeah. remember correct. Yeah. Uh, but this was our Mountain League game of the week. Um, one guy that I find incredibly interesting is Gilmer, running back, running back slash free safety Will Kiker. He rushed for 146 yards and two touchdowns on eight carries, had two receptions, for 46 yards, made nine tackles, intercepted a pass, returned four kickoffs for 46 yards, punted, and participated in all 114 plays of the loss to Lumpkin County. That's a lot of ball. It, it was a lot of ball. Uh, 
And that came straight from the Georgia High School Football Daily Newsletter. Hurting. Hurting the next day. I'm oh, sure. yeah. Complete, he needed an IV after that game. The Georgia High School Football Daily Newsletter, great source of information. We use it a lot. Shout out to them. Uh, the playoff picture in seven AAA is definitely even more muddy now. A three-way tie could be possible. That's a meet somewhere up in the mountains. I wish they'd let us pick the location where they meet. It's going to have to be no, it'll have to be like a huddle house. Huddle houses are still big in the, in the North Georgia mountains. Have you noticed that? Yeah, Once there's one in like, Cleveland. There's one in Cleveland, one in Blairsville. Yeah. I mean, they, they, I they, like they, they start house. popping up. I, like I ain't got nothing against Huddle House, but I'm just saying they're big in the North Georgia Mountains. Uh, Monroe, 41, Hebron, 7. Did not see this one coming, so. Yeah, huge upset for the Purple Hurricanes, which, like we said last week, they were the best 2-4 and four team in the state, but yeah. they beat the fifth-ranked Lions. Gavin Hall managed to rush for 162 yards, but the Lions only scored seven points off of it. Uh, Monroe was led by quarterback Jeremiah Anderson, who rushed for 147 yards on 10 carries. So Monroe really shaking things up in eight AAA and still has a chance at the region title. Continuing in that region, number five, Oconee County 31, Hart County 14. Hart looks like the odd team out for the playoffs right now um, after Oconee County uh, go ahead, goes ahead and knocks down the Bulldogs in Hartwell. Um, Oconee's running back C.J. Jones and quarterback Mac Ricks combined for 283 yards rushing on 38 carries. Oconee's defense holds Hart County to just 28 yards rushing. Whew. Also in that region, number nine, Stevens County, 63, Franklin County, zero. The spread was just 44 here, so <laughs> Stevens winning cover. much bigger than anticipated. Stevens climbing on up in the rankings, <laughs> climbing on up. Uh, up to number six now, yeah. right? Jump three Number spots. six in the state, Stevens County. Wesleyan 22, White County 17. That rounds out our AAA coverage. Let's go to AA, Athens Academy 48, Providence Christian 18, Fellowship Christian 30, at East Jackson 14. This was a big one for East Jackson. It seemed like they were hyped up for this game. Yeah, and the game was closer probably than, than we expected or even the final score might indicate. Fellowship scored nine points on three field goals, so... You know, East Jackson made some big stops going down the stretch, it seems. You take away those three field goals, and it's just a one-score game. Uh, so East Jackson might have a little bit more to say, probably in that third spot this year in that region. Union County, 42. Banks County, 7. The give-up is on. <laughs> it's a tough scene in Homer. They, I think FEMA's actually been called in in Homer. It's basketball time in Homer. <laughs> Uh, single A, D2, so one classification below the Commerce Tigers. Number nine, Aquinas, 42. Towns County, 13. Uh, we, talked a, we talked a lot about uh, you know St. Thomas Aquinas already. Um, and we talked, about, we talked about Doc and his, and his uh, connection to the area of uh, general area, you know, mm-hmm. him being from Wrens, somewhat east, kind of southeast. Wrens is, is an interesting spot. It's more, it's probably more, I'd say it's east, not quite south yet. Yeah, but yeah, he he uh he, you know he like, he talked he talked to us. Yeah, talked to you. Um, what else? What what we got? 
Well, we got on on on. on we're, we've been we're, we've been we've hot. labored the point. We've hot. We've been hot on on Thomas Aquinas. I, I think it is settled now. We can put that one to bed. That's great. Uh, we'll we'll go ahead and say that is their the school's namesake there, and uh, we'll move on. Lincoln County forty one, Washington Wilkes fourteen. Song. I think we even said on air last week that this one was going to be a no-brainer layup win for Washington Wilkes. How about the Red Devils song in the big rivalry game? They got plenty to say down there. Uh, they call this the 378 War, which I guess is like the spur highway that comes from Augusta, 378. Hmm. Um, okay. First time that the Red Devils have won this game since 2019. Running back Samaj Jenkins, who we saw in action in Commerce, Scored four touchdowns for Lincoln. And do-it-all senior quarterback Trey Huff rushed for 140 yards and a touchdown on 13 carries. He also had nine solo tackles, five assists, two tackles for loss, one pass breakup, and a 52-yard interception return. So uh, Trey Huff gets to work down there in Lincoln, or I guess in Washington, and Washington. Uh, gets the Lincoln Red Devils up on top. Probably in that region now. We're going to have to talk about Thomas Aquinas a little bit more because we're going to have to talk about them playing Lincoln County this week. In the preview. Big game. Big, huge. Big game. So Region we're not, we're not quite done with, with Aquinas, but we'll, we'll get there. Uh, Class A D1, the top 10 in Class A D1. Let's go through these results. Commerce 24, Social Circle 21. Knock Social Circle right out of the top 10. Number nine, Elbert County, 35. Number seven, Whitfield Academy, 24. Saw a big win for the Devils. Yeah, this was a statement victory for Elbert County. Uh, Whitfield's been kind of a darling team of the class this year. They've had some good results. They have. Uh, Quan Moss continues his phenomenal year for Elbert County. 190 yards rushing and two touchdowns on 39 carries. Add in sophomore quarterback Javen Hickman who was 12 for 18 passing and for 168 yards and two touchdowns. So Elbert showing that they are not as one-dimensional as people might think. Mm, good one this week. We'll get to it. Number eight, Darlington, 48. Chattooga, 21. Number six, Irwin was off. Number five, Brooks was off. I feel like those teams have played about four games to this point. Mm-hmm. Dublin, 31 at Bleckley County. Number four, Bleckley County, 13. Dublin, 31. Bleckley County, 13. Huge upset in Class A, D1. Sends Bleckley County flying out of the top <laughs> ten and Dublin flying into the top ten this week. Yep. Uh, the Fighting Irish forced three Bleckley County turnovers and closed out with two unanswered fourth-quarter touchdowns to defeat the 22-point favorite Royals. Now, another thing we had that we talked about was the potential NFL team Moving, this is off air. Appreciate. We it. talked about the NFL team moving to London, and maybe their name should be the Royals or the yeah. Kings or the Monarchs. I, I mean, that's such a cool idea. I hope that happens. It'll be some lame name. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? Big upset. Yeah, uh, you actually said earlier in the season that you thought Dublin would be a team to watch. I was going to give you credit for that. Thanks, Alm. Credit, credit where it's due. Uh, I don't even remember saying that. So maybe, maybe you know. So I just say a lot. Once you want, you know, <laughs> just throw a lot. Something's going to stick to that wall. <laughs> Number three, Raven County, 17. St. Francis, 14. Raven just squeaking by there, song. Yeah, Raven was a 22-point favorite in this game. They escaped with a win. Uh, running back Lang Wyndham 
I think is a junior now, led the Wildcats with 108 yards rushing. Um, wide receiver Jaden Gibson added another 109 yards receiving. So, um, somewhat of a disappointing. St. Francis is no slouch. I'll say that. They've played with other teams in the area. Um, but this would be a disappointing result for Raven County considering the dominance that they've had otherwise in the year. Would you agree? Yes. I need to see how close is uh, Jaden Gibson to breaking that record. Is he still pretty – is he on track? He's had a couple bad, yeah. bad games. Not bad games, but bad games for his kind of typical standard. Yeah. I haven't read any statistics on that lately. He is – let's see, he's, he's third – he's the state's third leading receiver. He's got over 4,100 yards reception. Uh, let's see. Gibson is one of four receivers in Georgia history with over 4,000 yards. He's three touchdowns shy of tying the state all-time record. Wow. So he's he, he might break the yardage record. He's third. But he only, I mean, and this was October 3rd. So what did he have? What did he have last week? 109. 109, but no touchdowns? No touchdowns that I know of. So he still needs... He still needs four touchdowns to break that record. He'll probably get there. He's going to get there for sure, especially with the postseason. Um, so that's something interesting. We'll keep track yeah. of. Number two, Swainsboro, 48. Jefferson County, zero. And then number one, Prince Avenue, 42. Baylor School of Tennessee, just outside Chattanooga, 35. Prince Avenue goes on the road, gets a big win, late win. Mm-hmm. Seemed like a really close one. Uh, Aaron Filo led the Wolverines in that victory and uh Georgia High School football daily I think had a pretty good write up about it. Um score was thirty five to thirty five when followed through a forty one yard touchdown pass to Ethan Christian with one minute eleven seconds left in the game. Uh Prince Avenue defeats the number one ranked team in in Tennessee's class two triple A. Follow completes twenty six of thirty one passes for three hundred and eighty five yards and three Touchdowns. I did uh, do the math. He's thrown for sixteen hundred and eighty-four yards thus far this season. So big numbers coming out of Prince Avenue. Prince is this is strong. Uh, others not mentioned in Region AA D one was Athens Christian picked up a nice win on the road, forty-nine to thirty-five over Oglethorpe County. Athens Christian gains over 500 yards of offense as they upset the 5-1 Patriots. Um, pretty good win for, for Athens Christian. Now, yeah. Oglethorpe's no slouch this year. Oglethorpe was a 13-point favorite, and Athens Christian ends up winning by two touchdowns. Um, their run back, T.J. Finch, had a big night, led the Eagles in rushing with 262 yards on 25 carries and four touchdowns. Uh, do-it-all player, Navy Curry. He'll line up at the quarterback spot. He'll line up at the receiver spot. He'll be running back sometimes. He added three more touchdowns to close out the scoring for Athens Christian. So, big result from Lexington. Speaking of big results, week eight, good old boys, Mountain League power rankings is brought to you by the Potluck Podcast. Uncle Son, let's roll through them. For the first time in the Mountain League, History. Power rankings history. Stevens County 
Indians, your number one team, knocking out Raven County off the top. Stevens County is ranked sixth in the actual polls. The what is what is that? The AJC. Yeah, I think uh, so. AJC. They they ranked sixth in the AJC for the first time they've been that high since two thousand seven. So big, big week for Stevens County. Big. Defeated Franklin County sixty three to nothing. Uh, six and one on the year. Raven County slides just a, a tad bit. Even though some would say, some, some would, would say, debate. Raven County beat them head to head. Some would say. DM us. Or, Not me. I'm a Stevens County guy. <laughs> but some would say. If you have an issue with this, tweet. Respond in the tweet. Uh, there you go. Get those. Get those. Uh, get those clicks. Get those. Those insights up. Oh like yeah. That. Oh yeah. Promote. Promote. Promote at Potluck Football Twitter. <laughs> um, Raven falls though to second after just barely beating St. Francis. And you got the seven eight, the seven triple A log jam right there. Yeah. three through five, an absolute slaughterhouse. Potentially the top three teams in the region in the final standings: Dawson, Lumpkin, Gilmer. All those teams win except for Gilmer, who falls to Lumpkin in a thirty-one to twenty-eight defeat. Uh, Union, after just absolutely dismantling Banks County, 42-7, to falls in at 6. Habersham remains at 7 after an off week. Banks stays at 8 because everybody else is awful. <laughs> White, Fannin, North Hall, Pickens, Towns rounded out. That's All of those teams lost. That's it. All of them lost pretty big. Uh, except White. White played with Wesleyan. But... Uh, those are our Mountain League. Oh, could you have put White above Banks County? Man? There's a debate. There's a debate. Okay. We'll see. We'll see what the next week holds. Could you have put Fannin above Banks County? I think Banks County is. We'll I see. Think they've almost punted here, Solomon. I think. Let's see. Banks County plays Providence this week. Okay. That's um, a. That's a. That's a. Uh, or not this week, but I think the next game. Yeah, okay. They play Providence. We'll see what Banks County looks like against Providence. That may have a great bearing on their future in the Mountain League power rankings. Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's roll right into the Week 9 preview. Week 9 preview around our area. Uh, this is, it just so happens to be in our coverage area, probably the biggest game in the nation <laughs> uh, to lead the show off here with our previews. Number one, Buford, and number three, Mill Creek. Where, let me say this, Mill Creek favored by 14 at Buford. Song? For the first time in history. That we know of. I I, I did the work. Song delved into the records for, for this one. Two hours this evening, I went through the archives looking for another instance in which Buford was a home underdog. I went back to 2013, and before then, the the high school football spreads are not listed. So, Buford has never been a home underdog until now, and it's a 14-point dog. I'm telling you, that, that that's just, I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. So. I don't either. It will be in the potluck pick'em this week, so let let the you universe talk about, know. Oh, it's going to be everyone's picking Buford in the potluck pick'em. Um, 
Both teams are ranked nationally. Buford comes in at number two, Mill Creek at number nine. Just nine miles separate these two Gwinnett County schools, but they've never played some. Never played. Never played. The winner will likely win eight uh, Region 8-7A. Mill Creek is seeking its third region title. Uh, Buford has won 18 region titles out of the last 21 years. Um, so that's, uh, you know, two two traditionally schools that are used to winning uh, winning region championships meeting in the same region now uh, as it probably should be. I feel like yeah. these teams should be in the same region. They should be. They're so close geographically, and they're so similar now in demographics. I mean, really, historically, you've got two, I mean, very different programs. Uh, Buford ascending from the ranks of Class A in just 21 years to the top classification in the Mill Creek, only being a school for 18 years. 2004 was their first season. So really different programs historically, but almost the same program now as far as success and size. I tell you what, that wind, that's got some chill to it. It's got a little bite to it. Tomorrow night, you better bundle up, high school football fans. It's getting chilly. Also in this uh, preview section, we'll talk a little region outlooks. So what we're going to do is include the Maxwell region projections. Okay, so this will be percentage-based, and uh, it's it's basically by team. Mm -hmm. So we'll give you where the Maxwell projections say that this team should finish. And, and, the, and the percentage chance that they finish there. Right. Um, we'll go 8-7-A. Buford. Maxwell says they'll finish second. Obviously, we just talked about the line being 14. So 77.6% of the time, they're going to finish second. Mill Creek, 81.8% to finish first. Mountain View, 43.6% to finish fourth. And Central Gwinnett, 46.4% to finish third. Collins Hill and Decula, out. I wouldn't have guessed any of that preseason. No, but, it, well, but yeah. None of that. The 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 bottom four is for sure I'm, I'm just, just kind of odd. I think Buford is going to win that region and Mill Creek will get second, which I probably could have predicted that part of it. I think I would have... through three through six is going to be... I wouldn't have predicted Mountain View and Central would have no. to make the playoffs. No. I would have predicted Buford, Collis Hill, Mill Creek, and Decula in that order. And now Central Gwinnett's just throwing a wrench at everything. Collins Hill, they lost a lot. They did. Uh, down in 6A, the Red Leghorns are back in action. 43-point favorites versus the Apple Knockers. Our two this favorite is, mascots. This is that to be the Potluck Podcast game of the week just because the mascots. I agree. I agree. Oh, the Leghorns and the Knockers getting together. Uh, Gainesville leads the series 16-14 to 14 only, which yeah. is kind of crazy. They won the last game 48-21 to 21 in 2019. Uh, the two teams have played 22 times between 1972 and 1991, twice in the playoffs. Uh, Psalm? How do you like in this? Uh, how do you like Leghorns, Knockers? As far as as far as uh, well, Gaines will cover that forty three points because obviously, you know, we, I think we're pretty clear that Gaines is going to win. Gainesville is having a whiteout. Mm. They're having a big like community night. I think they're going to announce 
or they have just announced that they're going to expand the stadium at City Ooh. Park. Gainesville's going to win by half a hundred or more. So it's wow. going to be a big night for the Red Lake Horns. You think they'll they're going to have some kind of uh, fall festival events with some some apples? Yeah, bobbing for apples maybe. Right, right, bobbing. Jackson County is off. They need a little bit of a, a regroup there, so yeah. that's good. Uh, let's talk Region 8 6A standings and outlook. Um, so even though North Forsyth technically is 3-0 and and on top of the region right now, there's a 92.6% chance they finish second, according to Maxwell, a 94.5% chance that Gainesville finishes first in the region, 86.8% chance that Shiloh gets third, and there's still a 52.7% chance. Jackson County's best odds are finishing fourth right now still. I would not have thought that anyone would have been higher on Jackson County than the two of us. But Maxwell, is he's eat, he's drinking the Kool-Aid, that Panther juice. Lanier is their best odds right now are 38.2% to finish fourth. So... Lanier and Jackson County certainly could do some flipping and flopping there. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Down in 5A, Clark Central, 42-point favorites versus Heritage. Flowery Branch taking on Jefferson. Um, Jefferson obviously returning to the gridiron after a uh, tough week. And uh, Dragons looking to avoid their first program loss to Flowery Branch. Uh, definitely will be an emotional one. Mm. Uh a big game for Jefferson. Yeah, I to think get back out there, you know. I think they probably win this one by four touchdowns or more. Flowery Branch has struggled this season. I uh, just lost a one. Yeah, Flowery Branch is down. Jefferson will cover seventeen. Don't you think? I agree. Are you with me on that one? I'm with you. Wander Barrows off. Double G Dogs. No extra effort needed this week. <laughs> uh, Region eight five A outlook. So right now, Loganville's on top of the standings. Uh, but if you listen to Maxwell, 65.7% odds to finish first. So that's not as high as you would think it would be. Right. Maxwell likes the Dragons. Uh, Jefferson still has a 30.7% chance, according to Maxwell, of to finish finishing first. first. Mm-hmm. then more likely they would be second with 46.3%. Still a lot up in the air there mm. at the top. East side, 40.3% chance to finish third. Wander Barrow, 27.9% chance to finish fourth. So the dogs, the OG dogs, they might still be in it, so. Yeah, but Maxwell favors the Gladiators from Clark County, 44.9% chance that they finish fourth in the region. Heritage and Flowery Branch, both uh, 0-2 and 0-3. Um, basically, uh, those two aren't going to be in, in the playoff consideration at the moment. 4A, Mad Cow, Cedar Shoals. Solomon, I just let you have the stage here? It's a pick em. Huge game. What you got for us? We've been talking about this game all year. I mean, who could forget the classic 27 to 20 victory for Cedar Shoals, the Jags, against Madison County last year in overtime. Mm, heartbreaker for the for Mad Cow. I mean, it Danielsville was burning, and Cedar Shoals was just riding back down 29, just laughing all the way. 
Madison County has not won since Cedar Shoals since 2009 when they scraped by 29 to 28. But if they want to make the playoffs, they got to get over the hump. They got to beat Cedar Shoals. Um, this might be their best shot in years. Also in that region, North Oconee, 27 point favorites versus East Forsyth. Uh, East Forsyth's actually having a really good year. Only in their second year of uh, competition. Crazy. Crazy. They, they probably will finish second in that region. Let's get to that outlook. North Oconee, 97.1% to finish first. So that's uh, I think that's pretty well locked up there at 4-0. Uh, number two team in the state, North Oconee is. East Forsyth, 42.2% chance to finish second. Walnut Grove, 34.3% chance to finish fourth. Shout out to Carl. Cedar Shoals, 33.8% chance to finish third. And then Madison County, 24.5% chance to finish third. The, all of those numbers are just so close that between East Forsyth, Walnut Grove, Cedar Shoals, Madison County, and really you maybe could even throw in Cherokee Bluff, um, the battle between two, three, and four there is just really close. Yeah, and the way that it works out, if Madison County beats Cedar, then I think they jump ahead to third. But if they lose, they lose the head-to-head against Walnut Grove. Mm. So they're out. Hmm. Very, very interesting stuff in that region. Man, have, have to dial up Carl and see what, see what his thoughts are there. Triple uh, A. Franklin County is off this week. Uh, 0-7, 0-2, Franklin County. <laughs> tough, tough year there for the, for the Lions. Gilmer on the road at Pickens, where Gilmer is a, only a seven-point favorite. Yeah, Seems kind of low. That does seem really low. Gilmer should handle them easily. Hart County is off. Lumpkin County is off. Oconee County is off. Stevens County is off. White County is not off. 30-point... Remy. Remy's back. He wanted to say hey. No. White County's 30-point favorites at West Hall. Um, let's talk seven AAA outlook first, and then we'll talk eight AAA outlook. Right now in seven AAA, uh, we mentioned the log jam between three teams. You got Dawson County, Lumpkin County, and Gilmer. Dawson County is is Basically the favorite to win right now, 45.7% chance that they get first. Lumpkin County still has a 28.3% mm-hmm. chance to finish first. Gilmer, 28.4% chance to finish second. Wesleyan, 33.4% chance to finish third. A lot still to be decided in that region other than White County, Pickens, and West Hall. Probably out. Yeah. it. Uh, you can tell by those numbers how low they are, how uncertain things are. Very uncertain. Um, Lumpkin Dawson's going to be huge. Yeah, I think Dawson's only got that kind of bump because they're three and zero. I mean, they've had it. You know, they've had good wins, but uh, that there's still a lot to be determined there. Yeah, eight Triple A region outlook. One of our favorite regions to cover. Stevens County. Sixty-eight point eight percent chance to finish first. You heard it here first. Let's see what Stevens has got. That's left. a good. That's actually a decent call from me. That is. I'll, 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 I'll take credit for that one. I, I agree. Uh, uh, Hebron has a 34.6% chance to finish third. So Maxwell's not giving up on Hebron yet. Uh, Hart County, 22.8% chance to finish fourth. Oconee, 35.5% chance to finish fourth, which they have the head-to-head against mm-hmm. Hart. 
So that bumps them up there. And then Monroe, 55.6% chance to finish second. They've already lost to Stevens. So that's why Stevens has that 68.8% chance there. And then Monroe's got the edge over Hebron. Correct. So that makes sense. That's why those those statistics are shaking out. But just like we know, those five teams, I mean, I think any of them can be – I think Hebron had a really off night. I, I don't think that's the, the kind of who they can be. Yeah. Um, I think any of those five teams can probably beat each other on any given – Night. Well, Stevens has still got Hart, Oconee, and Hebron. Right, um, they've already put, had they've already had the Franklin County. That's another aspect that maybe Maxwell doesn't factor in is is that the Carnesville effect. The Carnesville effect. That's basically a, a layup dub that will immediately boost your odds. A, a bit of false confidence. We'll monitor. We'll monitor. Double A Athens Academy. A pick'em at Fellowship Christian. Song region championship. I don't. I don't know about this one, man. Mm. Fellowship's shown a little bit lately. They have. They played Raven real close. If you remember, 21-16, I think it was. Um, Athens Academy, in a very traditional Athens Academy way, uh, has not played the highest level of competition either, even this deep into the season. This could be – I mean, I know it's a pick em, but I feel like Athens Academy's the favorite here. Uh, I think Fellowship may upset them. Interesting. Interesting. Where is Fellowship, Christian? Where's that at? Woodette County, I believe. Let me double check. Double check that. Get on that. Um, nope, Roswell. Okay, Roswell. Uh, Banks County's off. East Jackson's off. And Union County is playing Providence Christian, where they're a 16-point favorite. Region 8 AA standings and outlook. So right now, standings, uh, a lot of teams are 1-0. Academy, Union County, and Fellowship Christian. So... We've already mentioned that Adams Academy and Fellowship Christian pretty much is the region championship, and the statistics will kind of back that back that up. Fifty-one point one percent chance to finish first is uh, Athens Academy, Union County forty point six percent chance to finish second, Fellowship Christian forty-nine point four percent chance to finish third, East Jackson thirty-four point three percent chance to make the playoffs in that four seed. Yeah, what surprises me here is that Maxwell likes Union County that much. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's still you. I mean, and in academies is I thought Max would be more would be higher on, yeah. on them finishing first. Uh, you know, basically just over fifty percent. So nothing's nothing's set in stone in, in eight double A either. Yeah, Union's going to finish with ACAD and Fellowship back to back. So they'll be like artificially favored until those last two yeah. weeks. Single A D two. Lincoln County at Aquinas. Lincoln County five point favorite. That that is surprising. This Especially is, this like, is a this is a good this is a rivalry game. Oh, I, huge. I don't know if they say that or not at Lincoln County, but it definitely is. No, nah, it is really a rivalry game. I think people recognize it. I mean, we Lincoln, talked about it last week, but this is kind of like the public private, right? In a nutshell, and why it split. Uh, do you, do you know the first year that Aquinas beat Lincoln County? 
What was it like? 2011? 13. 13? You know who was on that team? For Laquanis? Mm-hmm. No. Brendan Douglas that played at the <laughs> university. A little bit of a callback there. But, Brendan like, Douglas. that changed the culture. Like, maybe not just single-handedly that game, but it, it contributed to the change of culture at Lincoln County. So this is one that when Lincoln County feels like they, they're back and they're back to where they need to be, they'll be consistently beating Aquinas again. Towns County, a six-point favorite at Johnson and Gainesville. How about that song? You don't hear Towns County and favorite in the same sentence. No, but, boy, you don't have many teams as bad as Johnson and Gainesville. <laughs> Washington Wilkes is off. They'll have to regroup after losing the, to you know rival Lincoln County. Region 8A D2 Outlook right now. Uh, Green County technically is in the in the lead in the standings, but uh, Maxwell has them fifty one point two percent chance of finishing fourth. They have Lincoln County fifty eight point four percent chance of winning the region. Aquinas they have them at forty percent chance of finishing second, and then they got Washington Wilkes, the Blue Tigers, forty five point two percent chance of finishing third. Um. I'm okay with that. Lincoln and and Aquinas is the is kind of the uh, the game. That's that's the yeah region championship effectively. And then what this could weekend? Ha- couple there's a couple region championships going on effectively. Yeah. What could happen though is if Aquinas does beat Lincoln County, Washington Wilkes could later beat Aquinas, and then you have like a a three way tie type scenario, mm-hmm. which would be tricky. That could happen. Could happen. Uh, Class A D one top ten number ten Dublin eleven point favorites on the road at single A D two number seven Dooley County Fighting Irish back in the top ten for the first time since September of twenty one. Number nine Metter forty nine point favorites versus Savannah. How about that? Just Savannah. What 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 school is that? Country Day or something? No Christian uh, school. Savannah. Savannah what high school? Yeah. That's what uh, Whitfield Academy. <laughs> Whitfield Academy is off. Number seven, Darlington, 30-point favorite versus Pepperell. Is that how you say that? Yeah, that's correct. Like the college? Mm-hmm. They kill that? They just destroy it? Where are they? Where is this high school? That's northwest Georgia. I'm not sure. I think it's in Rome. Uh, it is the Rome's Savannah. they got a lot of weird high schools. They've got a ton of high schools. Um, but Savannah High School. Lindale. About that. Where, what county is that in? It is, uh, yeah, just south of Rome, so... Um, I guess, still Floyd County? I guess that would still be Floyd. I don't know. It's probably close to being out of, out of Floyd. Mm. It's, it's, on, it's down there close to uh, Chubbtown a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, what were you saying? The Savannah High School is the Savannah Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. I guess just a public high school in Savannah that I hadn't heard of. What classification are they? I don't know if I've ever heard of that either. Let's see. They are... They must be terrible. They're 0-7. They are in Region 3A Division 1. That doesn't make any sense. The School of Liberal Studies at Savannah High School. Because they were AAA last year. And they were 5A in 2011. And now they're in Class A. 
Something must have happened down there. What? Did they split the schools up? Must have. They had to have split schools up. Yeah. The School of Liberal Studies at Savannah High School. Yeah, because this school's been playing football since 1899. So this is like Savannah High School, but they must have split Savannah High School. Oh, it's right beside Savannah Golf Club. I know exactly where this school is, and I've never, never seen it. It looks nice, though. They had to have. There had to be some kind of some stuff going on yeah. there that, that we were not privy to. Right. Um, where Where did I? Uh, let's see. Number six, <laughs> Elbert County. Seven and zero. Oh. Number three, Raven County. Seven and zero. Oh. Coming to you tonight, live from the Granite Bowl. Raven County, a seven-point favorite. Song. This could be one for the ages. It really could. I've, this I've is been, a good high school football game here. I've been waiting for it all season, and especially as the mystique of Elbert County has grown. I want to see how they hold up against Raven, who everybody – has just been gaga over since the beginning of the season, but it's kind of tarnished a little bit. Would you say so over the season? Like this allure of they got Raven some County? really good wins, but they've they've struggled. They've won a lot more close games than they usually do till this point. Right, they're usually the team that beats people forty-one to nothing. Right, I mean the the traditional like eight double A mount the Mountain League. They win the Mountain League games like. By 40 points, and then, you know. I mean, they're really good because they beat Stevens. Right. And Stevens is really good. Uh, I think that's been definitely proven to this point. Um, but uh, Elbert, Elbert's win last week against Whitfield, that said a lot. I think I think Elbert has proven a lot more this year than Raven has. I think is what so, I, Is too. what I'm getting at. I I thought so immediately out of the gate when they beat Hart County off the bat in that big rivalry game. Yeah. Um, I mean, kind of bad, too. Yeah. It was surprising. Um, but Rabin or has never lost to Elbert. They've played every season since 2016, and Elbert's never beaten Rabin. Um, also, Rabin holds a pretty impressive streak Statewide, I think it may be the longest streak of its kind, a 47-game winning streak over region opponents dating back to 2013. Do you know the answer mm, trivia. to our trivia? trivia question here? I got down into the to the studies today. Mm, last team to beat Raven in a region game. And you gave me the hint that it was 2013. Yep. You gave everybody a hint, so I'm guessing with everybody else. Um... They were out of Commerce's region at this point. Mm-hmm. Commerce did beat them that year, though, right? Was that 2012? 2012. Uh, first game got... of the year? Second game of the year? That was, was the Fox the 5, the game, yeah. of the game of the week. Shout out to Drew Whitfield. Just running it in there, two-point conversion. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a great game, a wall game. Uh, that was uh, Warner was a, either a freshman or a sophomore. He was a team. freshman, and he had a great game. He did have a great game. Uh, so 2013, they were still in double A, right? They were in double A at that time. Yes. So that would have been 2013. Let me think. Who was good that year? I could probably get to it eventually, but I need to, I need to have a guess quickly. 
Hmm. I'll give you the score. Okay, you can give me the score. Raven County lost fifty-two to seven. Oh my gosh! This Raven this County team was weird. A, this had to have been a weird region. They were eight and three this season. Raven County was. I don't know. Washington Wilkes. Washington Wilkes. The fourth-ranked Washington Wilkes. Wow. Tigers. I never would have got that. Yeah, I thought it was surprising, too. Uh, never would have got it. It just shows I was going to I was going to guess, like, Cedar Shoals or something. That would have been a good guess. Because I was thinking, it, it, I mean, 52, it, would, it has to have been a team not in the mountains. Right. Like, and I was trying to think of, like, what's a double-A team that could maybe have been, like, super talented, like, one random year. And all I could come up with was Cedar Shoals. And I, was, <laughs> I was thinking, this is that can't be them. Uh, interesting. Okay, that's a great trivia question. It just shows how much, like, Washington Wilkes will go up and down in the yeah, classification. 47 game streak, though, consecutive region wins. Wow. Putting it on the line, the Granite Bowl. Yep. Number five, Irwin County taking on Pelham. Number four, Brooks County. Big game at. Number one, Early County in single A D two. So Early County, number one team in single A D two, seven and zero, six and zero on the re in the region, or no? Yeah, yeah, six and zero in the region. Early County seven and zero overall, six and zero in the region. Brooks County's four and one. Only played five games. Um, first time. When's the last time they played? September sixteenth. Was the last time that Brooks County played Jeez. a month ago? That's crazy. They had uh, two bye weeks and a cancellation. Remember, they were supposed to play because the hurricane Pike liberal arts. Oh, was that the hurricane? Or is that yeah. just like a random cancellation? That no, that was the hurricane. And then they had they, they were haven't played since the, they haven't played in a month. They haven't played in a full month. Golly, uh, Brooks leads the series twenty one nineteen and one. They've won 12 straight, dating back to 2008. Crazy. They won the last meeting 28-13 to in 2019. Number two, Swainsboro. 42-point favorites at East Lawrence. And then number one, Prince Avenue is off after the big win up in Tennessee last week. In Region 8A, D1, we already mentioned Elbert and Rabin. But we do have one more game to talk about, Athens, Christian, and Commerce, after we talk about the region outlook. So this one little bit before we get into the percentages, okay. there was some more information that was put out uh, from the AJC. They ranked all the regions in strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they took an average, uh, like they, they gave each team in the state like a strength rating and then they took every team from each region and averaged those together and then ranked them surprisingly class a d1 region 8 our region was ranked as the 18th strongest region in the state out of 78 regions that includes the gii or the giaa um so uh, commerce's region is technically the 18th strongest region in the state uh other local regions 8-7-A, the one with Buford and Mill Creek, is second. 
Who's first? Uh, I think it was one seven A. Okay. And then eight six A, which is the the region with, uh, gosh, who's in that region? We talk about about Loganville, Jefferson, that region. Um, they're nineteen, just after Commerce's region. Then eight five A at twenty, and then on down the list. The other region that uh, I kind of wanted to keep up with was eight triple A is ranked twelfth out of the state. So a lot of strength in Northeast Georgia this year. It's great stats, great stuff. Um, in uh, the Maxwell projections, we got Rabin County seventy four point seven percent chance to finish first. Elbert County, 64% chance to finish second. Commerce, 72.2% chance to finish third. Athens Christian, 84.8% chance to finish fourth. So the numbers are pretty much saying that it's going to be, you know, Raven-Elbert this week is a, is a huge game, obviously. Um, but Maxwell seems pretty confident that Athens Christian's the odd man out. Mm -hmm. The others, there's a chance anything could happen. Yeah. The only way to get there, though, to make something happen if you're Commerce is to win tomorrow night. Yep. So let's go ahead and talk about Commerce at Athens Christian. Uncle Solomon, I'll let you have the mic. All right. This week, the Commerce Tigers are getting into region play, finally, after seven non-region games. We will begin the slate with the Athens Christian Eagles. Commerce is a 14-point favorite going down Highway twenty nine. They'll probably come come this way. To oh go yeah, to the game. Okay, okay. I would. I would. Yeah, come down the Nice Road. Well, no, I don't know. Will they come Nice or they? Well, they might go three thirty four. Three thirty four is the way to go if you're coming from downtown. Yes, yeah, you're right. Three thirty four, and then cut Seagraves Mill. Seagraves Mill all the right way there down. Take a right. Yeah, that's it. That's the route. Athens Christian Eagles in Athens Clark County, um, not. A really old school, so they were started in 1977 um, playing football. They've been playing football for 47 seasons down there off Highway 29, right across from the Georgia State Patrol mm. office. That's um, where a bunch of us got our driver's, driver's license right there. <laughs> That's the hard place. If you were a wimp, you went to Tacoa. I went to Tacoa. Elberton or something. I went to Tacoa 100%. No, no offense, Dino. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm self-proclaimed. I am a wimp. <laughs> I, I did not want anything to do with that test. <laughs> it was I tough. took uh, I took my daddy my daddy's uh Ford Pinto Tempo up there. I passed it, baby. Nice. You know that little white car I used to have? I don't. No, oh, that thing was a piece of junk. It was awesome though. I wish we still had it. I would probably I'd still probably drive, drive it, it around. Look, give it to Graham one day. Um, yeah, that's what he needs. But where were we? We were talking about <laughs> Athens Christian. Um, their overall record, when I got into this, I was a little bit surprised. They have won 244 games, uh, wow. lost 213 games, and six ties. So they That's got to be some GISA stuff. Probably. I mean, that's got to be mostly GISA. Probably. I wouldn't have expected them to be at 53.3% no. wins. No. Um, seems like They've had some good a, years, but not that many. Right. Their head coach now is a guy named Tony Pierce. Mm. It's his first season at ACS. Is his first season as a head coach. Mm. Um, he's three and three as a head coach. Remember, Athens Christian's only playing a nine-game schedule this year, so that's why they've only played six games. Uh, he replaced Ricky Bussell, 
Oh, Ricky Bustle. Who has a great high school football coach name. There's uh, old Ricky Bustle. Ricky only – I can't imagine Here having Here comes a, Ricky Bustle. I can't imagine having a coach named Ricky. What do you say, Ricky? <laughs> Maybe an assistant, but not a head coach. No, uh, Ricky's like the – The uh, lay coach. He's like the equipment manager. Yeah. But uh, Ricky only – he only coached one season at Athens Christian. Um, it was a good season though for him. Finished seven and five. Should we get a? Uh, should we get a? Um, do you want a Tony Pierce little bio? Yeah, because I I would like that. So what do you got, Dino? Tony Pierce, high school and college football coach, not head coach, but college football coach at such universities as the University of Pittsburgh, West Virginia University, Wake Forest University. University of Georgia and Alabama State University. Huh. He played in 41 straight games for Gettysburg College as a defensive back, captain his final year. At Gettysburg, he broke the school interception record with 16 and tied a record with three in one game. After Gettysburg, he was an all-conference defensive back with the New Jersey Rams minor league football team. He signed with the Philadelphia Stars of the United States Football League, the USFL. Played in the USFL. How about that? He coached his alma mater, East Orange High, to a winning record in his third year, going 3-0 and against Behringer. Don't know where this is. but he uh, Then he went up to college ball, started at Bucknell University, defensive back coach, first winning season in 10 years while he was there. Um, he was head coach at Oberlin College in Ohio. I've heard of that. He broke one of the longest losing streaks in D3. Don't know what that really means, but he moved back. <laughs> he moved to Delaware State where he was where he led Delaware State to a winning season as the defensive coordinator. And um he was on both sides of the backyard brawl. Which is, of course, you know, rivalry between right. Pitt and West Virginia, which was featured on the Potluck podcast earlier this Just year. A few weeks ago. Um, he left Pitt, moved over to the offensive side of the ball at West Virginia, and coached uh, two time All American Amos Zero, who was drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He uh, had a stint at Wake Forest as decent defensive coordinator. Moved on to the University of Georgia, where he coached all SEC running backs Musa Smith and Braun Haynes. So this guy's pretty old. As well as tough fullback J.T. Wall. Remember J.T. Yeah. Wall? Yeah. He's also a head football coach now. Moved on to Alabama State. Led ASU to two championship games, winning one as D, D coordinator and assistant head coach. Uh, here in Athens, Tony has helped the Clark Central and Athens Christian football teams in their playoff runs. You know, strange link here. How about that? Gettysburg so, College, I think, is also – I think Coach Hollers coached there. Really? At one point in time. So they may know each other. He was also in Ohio, which I think is where uh, Hollers is from. Wow. So, so there's your Tony Pierce uh, bio. Yeah, thanks, Dino. You're welcome. Um <laughs> He, Sorry he, to interrupt you. No, he replaced. Also, not to be confused with Tony Pierce, who apparently plays for North Dakota State, the dynasty, <laughs> the real dynasty, the Bisons. Take it, Carson take it, Wentz. take it, Alabama. 
The real <laughs> dynasty, North Dakota State Bison, baby. It would be funny if North Dakota State played more like SEC teams. That'd be a neat matchup. I love North Dakota State. I hated them when I was in college. Though. They always knocked us out in the final, final four. Mm. I was at Georgia Southern. Eventually, we're going to get to Athens Christian Commerce. <laughs> we're just taking some folks down some roads that they didn't know they were traveling on. They didn't. It's the road less traveling that you want to go down. Right? So, Is it? Yeah. Okay. You've got to blaze your own trail. You're on the Potluck Podcast. Well, that's what these coaches have been doing. He's, he's <laughs> trying. It. Folks, he's trying to bring us back in, but I'm trying not to. I'm trying to do my best to go on. Where are you? Crazy going, where are you going to blaze a trail to, dude? I don't know. Let, let's let's see where I can find somewhere. I'll find somewhere. Go ahead, Son. You got it. Stage, uh, the stage is yours. Let's see. I was talking about Ricky Bustle at one point. Ricky Bustle. That's right. Come on, Ricky. I don't know what happened with I an mean, E. By the way. Yeah, R I C K. I don't like that. I don't like that. It's too fancy for a Ricky. Yeah. Ricky needs to be R I C K Y. End. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess a girl, if it, if it was a girl, maybe R I C K I, maybe. Is that yeah, a girl but how name? many girls do you know that's named Ricky? Not many. I feel like there's some that exist, though. Maybe. And if, if it was. If Ricky, Ricky as a woman seems like a. Mechanic. Yeah, like a Waffle House. Yeah. Maybe like a, maybe like a, a lower level Tammy. Right? <laughs> Don't that seem right? <laughs> Ricky, uh, get like over a here. Susan. You can see you can see Ricky standing on the square in the Waffle House saying, you know one order bacon. Yeah. Eggs over light. Would you like some more out. coffee? I'd love some Waffle House right now. Oh, I know dude. that. Uh <laughs> I'm I'm getting this I'm getting this off the off the track. <laughs> We're getting further and further from the bullseye. Ricky, Ricky Bustle. Uh, I don't know what happened with the Coach hustle Bustle. and bustle. He had a good year. He did, and then he's he's no longer coaching, and as a head oh, coach in Georgia. Let me find Ricky Bustle. I gotta see what this guy's up to. <laughs> uh, coach Pierce is the fifth head coach at Athens Christian since two thousand nine. Um, they are in our region. Uh, they've been in our region quite a bit since they joined the GHSA. In 2002, um, they began playing a region schedule in 2008, and they played with Commerce you know, all the way up till 2019, I think. We were in the same region. Um, you Ricky find any, Bustle. You th- find anything about him? Ricky Bustle, the head coach at Louisiana Lafayette from 2002 to 2010. <laughs> How about that? Where did he go? I don't know where he went, but I can't believe he was there. I couldn't get past that before I'm trying to find out where he went. According to his Wikipedia page, he has a Wikipedia page. Wow. He's still at Athens Christian, but that is not true. Not as the head coach, at least. He's Maybe been he's everywhere, man. He's been he's been at Gardner-Webb. He was, he was at East Carolina. He was with the Arizona Wranglers. It had to have been USFL. Yeah. Northeast Louisiana. He was at Virginia Tech for several years. South Carolina. Louisiana Lafayette, Tulane, Southern Miss, North Carolina A and T. He's kind of he had a he had a downturn there, and then he got with Prince Avenue, East Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the wheels really fell off for Mister Russell. 
Yeah, that ain't good. Oh. I don't, I don't know. The wheels fell off there. I don't know where he's at now. I can't, uh, I can't tell you that. Well, thanks for trying. There um, he is. <laughs> Mr. Bustle. I bet he might still be on staff at Athens Christian. You know, just taking a yeah, step down. Yeah, maybe. Um, their best season over there at ACS was in 2014. Uh, you know, you weren't around. That was – you were probably in West Virginia then, right? Where? What? In 2014. Sorry, I'm looking at Ricky Bustle. So, it's on his Twitter account, it still says, <laughs> Ricky Bustle, this guy. His son Brad, or Bob? Brad. Just joined uh, the uh, Louisiana Lafayette. I guess they're just Louisiana now. Yeah. Brad Bustle. He joined uh, the coaching staff. staff down there earlier this year. Um, interesting. Okay. Sorry. Where was I? I was in West Virginia. In 2014. Yeah. No, I was I was here. Oh, okay. Do you remember this year? This is the year that Commerce, Pax, and uh, ACS all finished in that three-way tie. Correct. We we beat Athens Christian that year ten to seven, uh, and then they beat Pax and ACAD. Uh, that was their best year in school history, um, but they lost in the first round of the playoffs. Smoked. Yeah, by Elka. That was the split. Yep, that was right after the split. Yeah, um, the series between Commerce and Athens Christian has been pretty lopsided, uh, twelve to two. Commerce leads the series there. The first game was in 0-2. Commerce won 54 to nothing at Tiger Field. The last game was in 19. Commerce won 49 to seven at Tiger Field. Uh, Athens Christian's two victories came um, kind of in in upset fashion. Both of them mm-hmm. in 2012. This is the year where Commerce started off so hot and then just fizzled. I mean, we pulled a Banks County. Fizzled. Uh, we finished five and six that year, but we lost to Athens Christian at home on a walk-off play. I remember uh, actually seeing Mr. Drew leave the, the Tiger field just shaking his head in disbelief at, after that game. Uh, and then in 2016, um, the Athens Christian Eagles upset the then ranked number one Commerce Tigers twenty one to fourteen. Uh, that one was a little controversial at the end. There was either like a pass interference called, or a pass interference should have been called, and it prevented Commerce from scoring a late. A late was that the last time we played at Athens Christian? Maybe. Let's check it out, Dino. Let me get on that. You can keep going. I'll get on that. Um. The average game result in this series is a Commerce win by a margin of 32.9 to 10. Commerce has shut out Athens Christian four times, and the Eagles have only scored 21 points twice. Um, so far this season, though, they've been scoring a lot of points. They beat Lakeview Academy 42 to 8 to start the season. They lost to the GIAA 4 and 3 Tattnall Square. Team sixty four to thirty seven. Then the shocker, they lost at Providence Christian thirty-six to nineteen, uh, lost to Hebron fifty-six to thirteen, then beat Loganville Christian forty-seven to seven, and then last week beat Oglethorpe County forty-nine to thirty-five. Uh, did you find anything, Dino? Uh 
out yet. Are you sure that was 2016? 2016, we played them there. I remember that very well. I can find it right here. I got it. I got the history. I think that was the last time we played them there. Let's see. 17. We did that weird sub region at one point in time. So we played them at home in 17. 35 to nothing. And then in 18, we played them away. We beat them 38 to nothing. 38 to nothing. Yeah. Okay, got it. And then in 19, we had them at home for the last game. So it's been a few years since we've been there, but not not quite that long. Yeah. Not as long as I was thinking. Interesting. Okay. Um, We start looking at Athens Christian on film. There are a couple of guys that stand out. Uh, That's a loud cricket there. He's trying to mate before he He gets frozen. It's time to... It's time to get the show. It's time to get warm. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Where my ladies at? Uh, (laughs) Number one. I've seen that song. Number one, Navy Curry uh, leads the team as a quarterback and a wide receiver. Um, He has passed for 409 yards and three touchdowns, another six touchdowns on the ground. With uh, 482 yards, he's the most impressive player on on the field. Uh, DJ Walker is the change of pace quarterback. He's thrown for another 506 yards. Then you got uh, TJ Finch, who had the big night running last week. Um, he's their leading rusher with three 671 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, then linebacker JD Brown is their leading tackler, number nine. Uh, 25 tackles. Dino, how, how do you feel about going into this game as a Commerce Tiger fan? I hope it's not close again. Yeah. I don't want another close one. I don't want a close game with Athens Christian. Um, I mean, I, honestly, I think this could be a trap game for us. I think it's going to be close, unfortunately. <laughs> just the way things go, man. It's just we the just, way it is this year. We can't play a game that's not close. They look pretty good. Yeah. I've I watched a little bit this week, um, read a little bit about them this week. I, I they, they got some players. So yeah. They got some talent. They do. And their offense is what looks really potent. Like, they can score quickly. They can spread you out. Um, I think, though, that that might not play – to our disadvantage as much as it would in years past because I think our defense is one of our biggest strengths. Um, you got any predictions on this game? What do you think, Saul? I think Commerce is a 14-point favorite, yeah? Yeah. Commerce is a 14-point favorite. I'm going to say Commerce wins 28-14. I think that's actually the predicted score. That's, that's, my, that's my prediction. I'm doing one this week. I've 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 faded it. I've faded it for long enough. I'm not running it anymore. I like Commerce thirty five, Athens Christian twenty. Okay, there you have it. Predictions by the Potluck Podcast. Um, we'll either both be in attendance at Athens Christian, or I might. I might. I've been thinking about moseying on over to the Granite Bowl. I I think that would be not that I don't want you to come to the game. Uh, but I think that that would be cool so that we could see every team in our region. 
I've been thinking about it, so I'm, I've been mulling it over. I might 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 uh, head on that way tomorrow night. If you that game just seems too too, it's too close and too, too enticing, good too good for one of us not to be there. Uh, if you get the chance, there's that hotel right next to the stadium. You need to go have dinner at right yeah. there on the corner. I, it's a swanky place. I don't know. I want a swanky. I mean, it ain't like super. I mean, it's Elberton, <laughs> but it's like nice. They got some swanky people flying there for that granite, man. I guess it's world class stuff over there. High rollers. What's your prediction for that game, Song? We didn't get too much into that. Um, I like Elbert. I think I've I've said that all. What was the What was the it was seven, seven Raven? I like a reverse cover. I, I I think I like whoa. So you like Elbert big. I like Elbert by seven. Is that what a reverse cover means? Yeah, yeah. I mean, kind of. You would need him to win by eight. Okay. To reverse cover. I'll go. I'll go Elbert. That would pay you some big money there, Song. I'll go Elbert. Twenty-two. Raven. Fourteen. I like Elbert to cover. I don't like him to win though. Um. Let's see. What else? This seems like it. We're getting into the point of the football season, high school and college, where it's it, you can't. You're starting you, this. This week feels like a week. It's like all right. It's it, do or die. It, you got this. Is, this is where you find out who people are. Yeah. You know. Well, I think you got that with Madison County Cedar. Yeah. Um, it's not the most Elbert Raven. Elbert Raven. Yeah. Buford Mill Creek. I mean, you got big, big games. Yeah. It's cold. Title it's games. gonna be cool tomorrow night. It's gonna feel like this out there. Pack a jacket. Pack some coats. Take some, some extra uh, money. Get you some snacks. Get you some snacks. Get you a dollar or two. Or hot chocolate. Mm. I bet they'll have the hot chocolate going. Man. You going for that song? Oh yeah. You going for the hot chocolate? I may just eat at the stadium. I've gotten to where I kinda like it. I kinda that. like that too. You don't have to worry about it. Places yeah. are always packed, you know. Well, and the money goes to support the band or the athletic yeah, it club goes to or somewhere whoever, good. you know. So that's yeah, probably what I do. And dog, you know, it's kind of it's kind of part of the experience too. You gotta go get you some concessions and there, some M Ms. You have or to cup. get you a coat. Yeah, that's what I'll do. Coke and a smile. Hopefully, we'll be smiling after the game. I won't be smiling no matter what. <laughs> smiling kind of guy. All right. Uh, Potluck Pick'em will be up on Twitter Yep. when you're hearing this, so go on there, get your picks in. Thank you, as always, for listening, signing out for this week. Uncle Sam, any final words? Go Tigers. Go Tigers.